Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Here's a secret you can pass it around. Here's a secret you can pass it around. My head in the clouds and two feet on the ground. Here's a secret you can pass it around. All right. Welcome to the Best Hang. Hang, I'm Mike, we got Max, we got Shane. Fellas, what's going on? It has been a while since we've all talked. Last time we talked was right after the Junos. I feel like so much has happened since then. Shane has been vacationing in St. Martin. Max, you've been touring all around North America. Uh, uh, I saw Ringo Starr, speaking of tours. Uh, also, mm. Shane went viral. Shane and Alex, this family tree, did like a uh, a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, a, a sketch a bit. Uh, and that like, it, I think it sent over 3 million views what, like 300,000 comments? It's outrageous. So lots going on. What are we talking about first? How are you guys feeling? Yeah, what do you want to talk about first? Well, I feel like we, we're naughty boys when we miss a week. Like, you know, it's like we owe something to the, to the pod gods. I'm like, yes. oh, we've been bad. Like, yeah. like in terms, I don't really have a ton of responsibilities in my life, but when, I, when we miss a week, which doesn't happen very often, I'm just like, fuck, people are going to be pissed. So we apologize. But um, yeah, Shane, I kind of want to start with your, your viral moment because I was thinking mm-hmm. about you um, last week and I was thinking about how you, you are the type to get really fixated on stuff and, and to get really sort of like laser focus, especially if there's like, there might be some controversy involved and I know your your mm-hmm. TikTok kind of went viral. You got picked up by international media. And I was just thinking, I was like, do you think they like pay attention to their children at all? Like when this is happening? I can just imagine mm-hmm. you and Alex just it, like in a very intense conversation, do the children get a bat like a like a hard back seat uh, when this is happening? <laughs> well, this isn't our first rodeo, Max. <laughs> Keep in mind, I've been doing. I've gone viral probably like ten times since the pandemic began, and this is our least viral of the virals. Uh, okay. So, whoa! It was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, we've gone viral, and we were just 
having a laugh with it. We knew it was going to happen. We So many people had been messaging, oh, you have to do a Johnny Amber thing. We had the perfect idea that sidestepped any controversy on who we sided with. It was more of a uh, trolling the public opinion mm. of them. So we, we had a good angle. I practiced my imitation. Once Great we, imitation. Once we landed, it had gone viral and we just... Uh, yeah, we we enjoyed the comment section more than anything. We, we were checking mm. up on that, which was surprisingly very nice to me because the second you start getting into the comments, especially if it's about your appearance, you're just like, oh, geez, I'm going to get ridiculed, made fun of, especially people have Johnny on this pedestal. It's going to be this man is hideous. Like, I'm just ready for that. Right. <laughs> but it was all like this guy looks nothing like Johnny Depp. He's more of a Tom Cruise lookalike. And I was like, <laughs> like, all right. They're like, this man's like Tommy Lee. I, he's hot. Like everything was very nice. And then I started. You okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Uh, just before you go on, can you explain what the, the, the bit was just for anybody who didn't see the TikTok? It's basically like my wife looks like Amber Heard is the conceit of the bit. And now she's getting treated like shit by the public because. The public consciousness kind of is it's being perceived that people hate Amber Heard now because things have gone so poorly for her in the trial. So Alex goes out to grab the paper and someone's like, hey, Amber, catch this. And they throw a tomato at her and it it misses her. And then for me, I'm like, hey, babe, it's not so bad. And I'm dressed up like Johnny Depp and I'm wearing a scarf and I walk out to take the garbage out. And everyone's like, we love you, Johnny. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And then, like, you know, I'm just acting like salutations. That's the cherry for sure. Because like you said, I think that I think what, what, you know, what made what you guys did so smart and sort of like clever is like there's obviously this trial is like there's a lot of heavy and serious issues involved with it. That sort of is one thing. But you're commenting more sort of on the way the public is perceiving them. So like it's actually like the way that you've created it, the contract's mm-hmm. amazing. But the thing that's like, oh, like now I love this is the salutations. What a specific yeah. and hilarious <laughs> fucking word to write. Because so I don't know good. if Johnny's ever said salutations, but it is 100% something you think Johnny Depp exactly, would say. Yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, we had another one. Like I've written up another one, but now that the trial's over, it's like, uh, well, the it feels like the pirate ship has sailed on that. So um. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us what it was, what it is? Yeah, it was anything Johnny says on the stand, him just getting away with a sly comment. It's like, Johnny, is it true you called Amber a dirty slutbag whore scab? And then he's just like, um, yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. And then everyone's just like, Johnny. So it's just like any response is just like, you know, so appreciated. And then Amber would have a really like somewhat smart answer. And it's just like, shut up. You know, like her being yelled at on the stand. I still think it could do okay. We might try it, but the moment has passed. Timing's so important with these things. But also the, uh, I I mean, it got, like Max said, it got picked up by like the New York Post, Newsweek. Like, have you guys been featured in those before? Like, uh, like sort of like a publications picking up the story? Like that's where it started to look like, holy shit, you guys are like in news features in multiple publications. Yeah, we have been in things like that. But this one got in like 18 articles. So this was our biggest article thing. So- Maybe Alex can get verified now or something. I don't, I don't know how it works. We've been. Yeah, how do we make that happen? That feels long overdue. She's got like 40, over mm-hmm. 40,000 followers. Yeah. I asked, you know, Max and Ash and they're like, we're on it. And then I just, you know, nothing happened. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you tell me, Max. How, how does that happen? We're on it. We're on it. Um, we're, we're, we're still on it. But the last thing this, I was going to um, say uh, was yeah. that I got cocky and I started thinking I looked good. And then I switched platforms and went to Twitter and just getting ripped apart. It's like, this man's a troll. <laughs> yes. he. It's like, yeah, he looks like Johnny Depp. If he was dragged under a bus and taken to Newark. So anyway, just don't get cocky on these platforms. You know what you got to do? You just got to reply. Salutations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to everything. Have you guys been following the trial at all? Do you give a shit? Do you have any like actual thoughts on it? Uh, I've fallen off. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watched the, uh, for a little bit, I'll click in, but it's, it's like when someone's doing an Instagram live, you click in, you see what's going mm. on for two seconds, you click out and then yeah. you just watch the highlights online. But speaking of, mm. sorry, we could come back to this Amber, uh, Johnny thing, but that Instagram live thing, do you ever, are you ever scrolling and then you accidentally hit the live and you go into somebody's live, but they've only got like. 10 people watching and there they see that you pop in, but yeah, you're like, shit, I yeah. actually didn't want to be here. But then you ten. get out quick and you're like, Oh, and you feel so bad. I feel so bad. So I've now never I'm so seen terrified. 10. It's always like two. It's like, Oh geez, I've made this a crowd now. Yeah. You, you know what happened to me the other day related to this is, uh, you know, just try to clean up the Arkell's Instagram account. It's the only Instagram account I have. Sometimes I like, oh, do I follow this person? I don't really follow anybody. But then, so I'll, I'll unfollow people that I haven't seen from or heard from in years or who aren't even posting on Instagram really. Uh, but I always have the thought, I'm like, oh, fuck, if they, you know, are sort of prideful of maybe, this is maybe giving myself too much credit, but like are happy that Arkell's or a blue check mark is following them. And then they see one day I'm not following them. That's like, that might be a blow to the ego. So I always linger. I'm like, oh, should I? And then I start putting myself in their shoes. And so sometimes I don't unfollow because of that reason. I'm like, oh, yeah. this person would be devastated. Um, but I ran into somebody uh, who's a waiter at a restaurant who I haven't seen in a very, very long time who I had unfollowed. Oh, no. And, and he was our server. And, and we both kind of like looked at each other <laughs> in my mind. It was like, we both knew that, that I had unfollowed <laughs> and I felt terrible. How did you start I, following the waiter? Well, it was, it was like, a, it would have been like a very old follow. Like, you know, you meet a guy in a bar or something like that and you follow and then you're like, oh, who, who's this guy again? Okay. You know what oh, I mean? Like you one didn't of those meet things. him under waiting circumstances. I thought no, maybe no, he I was your him, waiter. Like, oh, okay. No, no, no. I met them like in a social situation. Oh, okay. And then, and then he ended up being my server. Mm -hmm. and, and, but I was like, fuck, that's why you don't unfollow. You know, after the awkwardness and the guilt that you felt as you made eye contact, did you overtip? <laughs> yeah, he got 25 for sure. <laughs> yeah. Were you scared to eat the food? <laughs> no, 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 no. The food was, the food was great actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, do, do, do you guys, do you guys unfollow anybody? And have you had any like interactions like that? I almost unfollowed Arkells on my vacation for <laughs> harassment. <laughs> for harassment. Yeah, was you that you? You, you control that it was account, me. right? Yeah, that yeah. was annoying. The, like, I don't post stories ever, <laughs> ever. I haven't posted a story in maybe a year, like something that's not a kid. So I'm a little tipsy. I'm like 40 year old man here. I'm listening to some old <laughs> tunes that I liked when I was a little bit younger. And I'm like, man, this Kings of Leon song is good. And so I screen grab it and I, I throw it up. I couldn't even figure out how to post the story anymore. They've changed the thing. So even doing that, I was very proud. And I, I put like a sticker up or whatever. And it said good song. And I was like, whoa, I'm like Bill Gates figuring out this technology. 
instantly our kills come messaging me in my DMs like, oh, like they'll probably like this song or appreciate it. It's like, you're really on the cutting edge of pop culture, the cutting edge, Shane. I'm like, fuck you guys. Like it would, it would, be, it would be way weirder if I was posting like this new Doja Cat, cat track slaps or whatever, you know, like whatever the name may be. That would be weirder. And so I want to know, are you harassing people like Adam Birchall, who actually run okay. TikTok music and post Mad Men mm. memes every day, which is a show that came out 17 years ago? And they posted the Beach Boys the other day. God only knows, which I do not think is a new song. And I think that that's an older <laughs> band than, you know, Kings of Leon. So are you harassing Adam? No, I know I'm not. It was it was just funny because it's like the, the the reference was like in such a funny era of um of of pop music because if you are putting up the Beach Boys in your story, you're like, oh, this is a classic timeless song. Mm-hmm. There's just like a random deep cut from a 2005 record, and it just kind of cool. <laughs> I'm 40 years old, Max. No, I, I that's all I do is like relive my youth through putting up songs to you know remind people. Hey, remember this song when we were in our yeah, you know, no, early 20s? This is all actually coming together for me now because I remember seeing Shane, you're on vacation, you posted that song and you don't normally post. So I was like, oh, that's he mm. must be feeling it. But then I, I guess due to the harassment, did you not then post that the boss is coming is a great song? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was trolling Max. But it backfired because I got so many DMs of people thinking I was being earnest and we're like, this song does rule. So glad you people liking it. <laughs> so yeah, it was lost on a lot of people no no but but i maybe it's just because i'm like always sort of like on the hunt for like the thing uh or i'm worried about feeling old and our peer group feeling old and Mm -hmm. that's the nature of our peer group is that we actually are getting old so but anytime things begin to feel like oh we're we're like approaching like middle age and stuff like i always get very annoyed by it because i'm no we're like young we're gonna be young forever so whenever i hear snippets of conversations or people like in our friend group acting Mm -hmm. like old guys like old dads i'm like fuck it. And I actually get angry about it. So the thing that you did was an example of that, which was like, yeah. oh, we're like I don't doing think it the is. thing. You don't think it is? I think it absolutely I th- is. I think it would be even more sad and old if I was trying to be hip and cool and post like the dirty projectors, which again, that's probably a very old, <laughs> I think that's cool though. I don't no, know. No, it's the same thing. It's like, okay. Cause when the generation older than us when all they want to do is talk about Pearl Jam or some shit, where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, Eddie, he's the best. Oh, love Eddie, because that would have been their strokes. I'm always like, can you shut up about Pearl Jam? All your conversations are about the fucking Deftones and Pearl Jam, and I don't care. So that's, so that's I think, what I was reacting to. I was like, no, we're, we're becoming that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to reprimand you for You're it. fighting against the transition, the natural yeah. transition. Oh, absolutely. Be- because truthfully, yeah. if we all had made a, a, like a pact or an agreement, we could we, we don't have to transition. It's, it's a state of mind, right? It's like yes. you want to stay youthful and up on trends and that's your thing, then do that. But also, Max, I think you got to mm-hmm. let people transition into uh, appreciating nostalgia mm-hmm. as well. That's and I, I also like being my age. You know how young people want to be older? Older mm-hmm. people want to be younger. I think it's cool mm-hmm. to just be your age. Be no, fine with you're, that. You're absolutely right. You're Have you seen the clip right. of Jaden Smith? No. What is that? When he's talking about how he can't hang out with kids his own age. 
No. <laughs> you haven't seen that. This is, no, this, is no, Will Smith. Is this is Will Smith's son, Will and Jada Pickensmith. Their son, Jada. Yeah, so he's on like a prominent talk show, like Big Boy in the Morning or whatever. And he was just saying how he's like, I can't hang out with kids my own age. They're all like, ooh, I want to take a selfie. Ooh, look at me, TikTok. It's like, <laughs> can we just talk about the socioeconomic state of the world? <laughs> but it's so ridiculous. And he just gets ripped apart and it went viral in the worst way. And, you know, didn't work out for him. And and it's the most like teenager, young person thing to say, too. But he thinks yeah, yeah. he's, you know, saying something that an older person might say. Uh, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be my age, which is a 39 year old, somewhat nostalgic guy after I have a few beers. Yeah. Well, I, I apologize for uh, for setting your mood off a little bit on your vacation. Well, it, may, but it I, made but me but more reluctant to, you know, go out on the limb, which is posting a story. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, <laughs> but I do like, despite you being on your vacation, it's like the thing which is amazing about all of us is that you never, despite any kind of evolution you have or how you grow or how your life changes, you're still at your core going to be that the same guy. So it's just like Shane being slighted and needing to rectify the situation. Like that instinct will never die, which is great. Cause I'm like, this is a grown man. He's 40. He's on a vacation with his beautiful family. He has, a, he's made a beautiful life for himself. I send him one snide little like good reference buddy and you're like uh, uh, like like did that occupy you for the next two hours yeah and you know followers were dropping like flies too so i'm like maybe this was a shit post like i maybe i shouldn't do stories <laughs> uh, that's funny yeah hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um. Uh, Mikey, how's Ringo? Well, now I'm terrified to tell you. Ringo's like the ultimate <laughs> fucking nostalgia yeah, act. I'm yeah, like, oh my speaking god. Speaking of which, yeah, I was the youngest guy at Ringo. Uh, <laughs> the, it was awesome. It was it was funny. It was so Ringo Starr. Uh, if listeners don't know, he was in a band called the Beatles. Uh, he played drums, and he he's out <laughs> real touring. cutting edge. Yeah. Um, he uh, yeah he was he, he's Casino Rama out in uh, Orillia uh, here in Ontario, and he was kicking off his tour. It's like his first time back on tour in like two years. Whatever they start they're 
their two night stand and then they continue on through North America. But uh, he has this thing called the all star band star with two R's at the end. Uh, and I didn't know what to expect. I just it literally popped into my Instagram a couple months ago. And I was like, I, if Ringo's coming this close to like where we live, I'm like, I kind of got to see Ringo. Like I've seen mm-hmm. Paul twice. If the Beatles are still alive and out here doing it like. I'm doing it. I'm going. So I grabbed some tickets for my brother uh, and actually his uh, partner, his fiance, Laura, who her new spot just came out, the uh, Biebs Brew. So I'm going to oh, first right. shout out. Shout out to Laura. Yes. Yeah, awesome. She yeah, wrote uh, that, that Justin Bieber spot that you're seeing right now. She wrote the first one. And then this is the one that just came out with the Biebs Brew, which is a really funny spot. She's awesome. She's a genius. She's great. So shout out to her. Anyway, her, my brother, myself, uh, and Danica and the kids, we all went out to uh, uh, Aurelia and Greg and Laura myself went to the concert and the concert was like hilarious. It was like, again, like a lot of, as you would imagine, like I was like, we were in the young demographic by far, uh, but it was like sold out and it was at the casino, which was kind of fun. How much were tickets? What did I spend? I think they were like 175, hundred bucks maybe or something or a hundred yeah, and change. Yeah. yeah. And then around a hundred bucks to see Ringo in like a pretty small room. Like, I don't know what Rama holds. I, I, I couldn't even guess like few thousand it's got to be more than that maybe it's like i don't know someone might know ash might know but mm-hmm. um anyway ringo's kind of genius because so like first of all like we're waiting for the show to start and we got our beers and it's kind of ex- it's really exciting and uh the the the, the all-star band comes out and they like kind of like start playing and i don't i don't know anybody really by name in the all-star band like do you know who colin hay is uh max no nope. yeah uh so all-stars might be an exaggeration <laughs> <laughs> felt like it do you know who edgar winter is max no, I know Edgar Wright. I don't know. Yeah, the that's the director. Yeah, Edgar yeah, Winter's yeah. the 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 singer. But anyway, long story long is he's got the Ulster band. So me and Greg are kind of like, oh, this is like fun. They come out and they start playing, and then they're like, all right, everybody, Ringo Starr. And then Ringo from the back, like stage, comes running out at a full sprint. Wow. Do you know how old, you know how old Ringo Starr is? Mm, 78 he's 81 years old wow and he comes out in a full sprint uh perfectly dyed quaff of hair beard and all me and greg kept joking about is like our oma is 85 and we're like could you imagine oma running out and performing (laughs) a show like this right now and that sort of colored all of it ringo you know he does yellow submarine he's doing the hits and this is the genius of how he's built the show he's been touring like this since like i don't know the 80s or something is we didn't think we knew any of the all-stars, but then what happens is Ringo's like, all right, he does like three songs to open the show. He's like, I'm going to pass it off to my friend, my friend, Colin Hay. Uh, you know, I met him in 1978 and he tells a funny story about how he met this, the guitar player. Then Ringo goes behind the drum, the drum set. And then they start playing Colin Hay's song. Colin Hay's the singer of a band called Men at Work. They have this song called, uh, mm. I come from the land down under. And so they start playing the land down under. Every, like all the old people knew immediately who the fucking guy was. Me and Greg are like, I don't know. Mm. Then the song starts. We're like, oh, this is sweet. Then Colin's like, I'm going to hand this off to my friend. I met him in a pub here. It's the guy from Toto. So now he's doing Africa. Uh-huh. So what it is, is it's kind of like Ringo geniusly sets up his band. So it's all these guys that had one or two hits in the seventies or eighties. And over the course of the two hours, it's like, you're listening to a, like a, like a jukebox. And then, so the, those guys do three songs. Then Ringo comes back out and he'll do octopus's garden or don't pass mm. me by or Hold so, on, does Ringo leave the stage. Ringo plays drums. So Ringo oh, he plays drums. Okay. So yeah, he's the front man and then he passes it off and these guys are kind of passing. And he goes behind a kit that's on a really high razor 
they have another drummer though playing who me Who's Greg, doing most of the work. We suspect yeah. those drums are mic'd and then <laughs> and then Ringo's just kind of doing his thing and Ringo doesn't really participate in the fills, but you don't care. You're just loving it. And you know every yeah. one of these like one hit wonder songs. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, Ringo's kind of genius in the way that he's built this because it's like, Everybody was loving it. Like the guy Colin Hay, his voice is still amazing. So he like kind of stole the show. He actually had like two hits that we knew. But uh, yeah, man, it was really, really fun and, you know, funny. We were making jokes, but then also like it was, it's like kind of the perfect show because it's like, it's silly. You can make jokes with each other, but then also it hits high points where you're like, actually like, oh, there's Ringo Starr singing with a little help from my friends. And like these people Mm. in here are in tears and they're seeing a beetle and we're seeing a beetle. And so you're kind of getting like, all of the magic that you want, but also you're laughing your ass off at certain points because it's an 81 year old dude just out there like, Oh God. So, so Ringo's <laughs> behind the kit and he's about to sing this one song and he's like, and he's by, by the way, Ringo was very good. Like lounge acting. Like he's talking at one point, people are still coming into the arena and he's like, Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Go, go through. He's like, uh, it's not like I'm doing anything up here. And everybody like laughs. And then anyway, <laughs> we get to the part in the show where he's about to, he's like, uh, <laughs> It's like, is there any young girls in the, uh, in the, in the crowd? Oh. And it's kind of, nobody claps really. Cause it really is a lot of old people. <laughs> so, so we're laughing and he's like, he's like, well, this is, this is for all the girls out there. And he's like, all right, do, do, do. I want to be your lover, baby. I want to be your man. And he does. I want to be your man. But the song felt so inappropriate after asking if all the girls were out there and this was for yeah, them. Yeah, that's why I think people weren't clapping. Not because there was any young girls, <laughs> just because everyone's scared stiff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ringo's probably too old to get canceled and doesn't know any better, but it was, well, what were you going to say? No, it reminds me of like um, Paul's song. I, she was just 17. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just like weird that it, like anybody over the age of 22 is saying that or something, you know? Totally. Ringo also has a song, uh, She's 16. Like, it's like, peaches and cream come on like a dream. It's like, you're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine. I'm like, get that one out of the set, brother. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was like, it's, it's as much fun as you'd imagine, like you, like Greg and I and Laura sort of just having and like everything about it. It, it had high highs and like really fun kitschy moments that you're just like, this is, we're in a casino watching Ringo Starr. This is amazing. Does he have any legitimate good songs? Like obviously there's Submarine, Yellow Submarine and mm-hmm. Octopus's Garden, but those are children's songs. Help, help with my friends. What would you do if I sang at a tune? Oh, he sang that one? Walk on yeah, yeah. That's like a yeah, big that's one. That's gotta be the best one. In the seventies, he had like some legitimate hits with Photograph that people love. He has a song called like, it don't come easy, which George wrote for him. Uh, like he, he's got some good tunes for sure. Um, I do like yeah, the no-no here. song, but he didn't play that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't think they played that. Karen. Yeah. Good night. Act naturally. Oh yeah, okay. he did that one. What goes on? It's kind of shit. A little help from my friends is good. Don't pass me by. Whatever. Yell submarine. Yeah. Uh, did he do any Paul or John songs? No, what but did he, you let it be. He has, <laughs> he has a bit where, so like the band has like a jam part and Ringo kind of goes around and does some like stage work with like the guys while they're playing and they kind of start doing like a medley of stuff. And then the one guy starts playing like day tripper. It's like, crowd fucking loses it. And then the guy stops and then Ringo just looks at the crowd and he goes, yeah, you'd love it if I played that, and which was like me and Greg just explode laughing and then he didn't do it. Like he teased him. Um, That's good. Yeah. He played us. He played the, uh, the, another song that was a hit from the 70s was called I'm the Greatest, which is like, it's a very clunky, funny song. It's also very like egotistic. It's like, it's like when I was a little boy way back home in Liverpool, you know, my mama said I was the greatest. 
Anyway, I've known, I know for like, I know John wrote that song and gave it to him and he talked about that, but it's funny even when you listen to that song, I'm the greatest. Cause it totally feels like a John Lennon song that John was like, he writes it all out. He does it. And he's like, yeah, I can't do this one. It's like not quite good enough. And it's also just kind of like talking about how great I am, but he's like, mm. but maybe Ringo wants it. And then Ringo had a hit with it in the seventies. So anyway, oh, that's funny. Um, it's weird because he's the worst Beatle. So to have that song is funny. I think that's why it's acceptable. If yeah. for Ringo telling everyone he's the greatest, you kind of, you enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it was like, yeah, it was really, uh, really funny, but he did not do any Paul or John songs, but then even with like, um, it don't come easy. He talked about co-writing it with George and he's like, thank you, Georgie. And then they jumped into it. Like it was everything you wanted mm-hmm. it to be. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we were loving it. Um, I wonder how great. the pay goes with the all-stars. Does Ringo get 50% and then they split up the other 50? Does he get 70%? How would they do that? I couldn't stop thinking about it. That's all. I was like, what is the arrangement here? I'm like, cause these guys could never play a room like this on their own, but in this construct, it's perfect. They're like, they're probably on a salary and Ringo just like pays everybody's a salary. And then he takes the, the gate. Mm-hmm. Is my guess. Yeah. They were all very differential. They were like, they kept talking about Ringo as the boss, like the boss man, you know, mm-hmm. like he's the guy. And then they, but then when they would like, honestly, like some songs, some of those like hits got a bigger response than some of Ringo songs. Once they got into it, like people were yeah. really into them. Um, but it was great. I, I speak of concerts that lived up to everything and more. I saw Heim. And speaking oh. of modern references that are, might be cool to post on Instagram. And my brother uh, you know. who told me he was there with you. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I love the show because it was somewhat bit heavy. And in our Kel show, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, bits during our show. And, uh, and I, sometimes I'm a little self-conscious. I'm like, are we going a little too much in, with the bits? Uh, but no, but people seem to be entertained. So I don't know. But anyway, Heim might match our Kels for the most amount of like bits in a set. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're so fucking cool. It's like, they're such excellent musicians. Their songs are so good. They're kind of like beautiful, but, but they like in, in a sort of untraditional kind of way, they're very cool, but they also don't take themselves very seriously. Um, so <clears throat> at the beginning of the show, the lights go down and then you just hear like a radio. Um, hope I'm not ruining this, their, their show for anybody who's going to go see them soon. So spoiler alert. But you hear like uh, the sound of a voice like through a radio channel like this. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, the, we're just getting the stage ready. Um, is the band band set? Okay. Band check. Band set. Um, Alana. Alana's stage left. Okay. Okay. Uh, Estee stage right. And I'm like, are we listening to... Like is the feed That's accidentally awesome. going through the PA? It fucked me up. And somebody who's in the business, I was like, huh, are they, is this a mistake? And they're like, okay, Alana, the stage is all yours. And then everyone fucking loses it. Oh, she comes so on smart. stage. She comes on stage like, and she has a guitar and it's like the song I'm in it. And so it starts with, dun, 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 dun. it's that Savage Garden sounding song. And then so she comes out, then Alana co- comes racing out. She's got her guitar. Then Estee comes out. And they all are hitting like the beats, like uh, in the first chorus, like all together, they have their like fist pumps in the air. So it started off the show, like amazingly, uh, you know, Danielle goes from guitar to drums. They take turns singing the song. So even though Danielle on the record sings most of the songs uh, live, they kind of split the duties. And then um, two great things happen. One, a phone starts ringing and, and I'm like, okay, what's this? And uh, essay goes, Oh, sorry guys. It's my phone. And we've had, we have a, a, like a pay phone bit too, where like the phone <laughs> is ringing through the thing. She's like, Oh my God, it's this guy. It's like, I forget. It's like Daryl. I met Daryl at the, uh, Toronto airport, uh, last night coming into town. This is kind of weird. Okay. Should I pick it up? And then the crowd's like, yeah, pick it up. She's like, hi, Daryl. How's it going? 
And then you hear his voice and he's like, hey, how you doing? It was, man, I had an amazing time with you at the Toronto airport. She's like, yeah, like I've never fucked anybody in a bathroom before. <laughs> in an airport bathroom. And, and he's like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And she's like, and honestly, it's like you getting me up there on like the baby changing station, like incredible. He's like, well, I kind of want to see you again. Can I, can I see you tonight? She's like, well, I have a show. He's like, well, can I, can I get guest list for the show? <laughs> and he's like, and she's like, well, we're on soon. Can you get down here? He's like, well, I don't own a car. <laughs> she's like, okay, well, anyway, like I can't stop thinking about like, you know, I just totally, like, I love the fact that I could peg you. Like I stand a short king. Just talking about pegging this guy wow. in the drum bathroom. And then he's like, okay, well, do you want to get together like maybe after the show? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'll see you at 3 a.m. And then it goes into their song 3 a.m. So it's like this whole bit that goes that, that where this the punchline is. plus show, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a family, yeah. family show. Um, Ringo had a very and, similar bit, actually. But he just lost his wallet, though. That was the thing. He's very, he was very confused. He's 81 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But the bit was just so great to like just get to the punchline. Um, and then another kind of un uh this wasn't a bit because it seemed like it was unscripted. Uh the lights were like stopped working, so they you could still hear them, like the audio was working, but their lighting rig seemed to go down. And then Alana tells this whole story, but she's like, This reminds me of a sleepover I was at when I was in grade seven. And it was like a party for all the girls and boys. There's like 20 or 30 of us all together. And I was just thinking like Steve, uh, he had a funny name, but it was like Steve LaQueen was there. And I prayed to the gods, let me kiss Steve LaQueen. That's all I want to do is just kiss Steve LaQueen. So we're all sitting around in my friend, like Stacy Chachovsky's basement. She's like listing all the names and it makes it funnier. And we're all in Stacy Chachovsky's basement. And we're playing spin the bottle. I spin the bottle. There's 30 kids there. Who does the bottle land on? <laughs> Steve LaQueen. And, and at this point, the whole crowd's like, fuck yeah, fucking right. Like, people are like, so invested in the story. And then she's like, so I crawl across the room. I'm like, I can't believe it's happening. I crawl across the rug in the basement. I look up. There's Steve LaQueen. And what does Steve LaQueen do? He says, I don't want to play anymore. And, walks away. <laughs> and then all the rest of the guys were like, yeah, I don't want to play either. And then all the girls were like, you fucking bitch, you're ruining the game. And then she was like, all because of my face. It was just my face. It was just my face. And then anyway, and there's like a lot of them like BNL level, like back and forth banter. Like I've never heard more, more banter than uh, the Heim girls, except from a, a Bare Naked Ladies concert. But uh, anyway, it was awesome. The show is so fucking good. They're like so everything you want. They're hot. They're funny. They're talented. They're self-deprecating. It was, well, it was we've gone very, this very far, good. Max. Let's do the rest of the show. We did a two-hour pod. He pulls out an acoustic and plays their songs, too, all the breaks. You're such a sponge, Max. Do you think you'll be applying any of these routines into your show? I, oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, I want to bring the phone bit. I can't help but picture the phone bit going wrong with you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, with the guy, it just seems, like, weird. Like, it's not as cool. Like, yeah, fucking you in the washroom, Max, was unbelievable. <laughs> so aggressive. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like totally not. The, yeah. Oh god. Like a dude oh, doing yeah. that bit, it doesn't go over as well. It does it's not like, work. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. When you were describing that, I'm like, Max is gonna steal this and it's gonna bomb on stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, it's literally word for word what Este was doing, guys. Why are you all pissed off? <laughs> and then I pegged you. <laughs> Uh, great. Speaking of other events, um, I, I kind of, so I, I took my niece, um, who's 11 to, and her friend to, uh, a TFC game because they're soccer fans and they, we had like a great time. And I was thinking, I was like, whenever I talk to like often girls or women, I'm always hearing about bullies. I feel like bullying is a bigger issue in the female community. Would you say that's statistically accurate? Do you hear more stories about girls getting bullied than guys getting bullied? You might, it, it might be boys are being more physically bullied and there might be more mental warfare going on with young women. Yeah. Just any, any girl like who's like a 35 year old or a 27 year old. Who's like, yeah, like in grade seven was fucking terrible. Girls were so mean. Um, but, and, it got me thinking though, nobody ever admits to being the bully. Do you, do you know anybody now that was like, looks back and goes, I was, I was a bully or I was, I was like, not nice. Do you guys, have you guys ever met? Cause I've only ever met people that, that, that were the victim. Well, it's rare to be a bully because for every mm -hmm. 30 kids, there's only one, right? Bully. Mm, so statistically there's not as many. And you're not well, going to you know be guys that would have bully. been bullies. You know what? Were, were you, well, I don't, it's a good question. Cause like there are people like they, like for instance, like there's, um, there's like a guy that I ran into who I know now, like I went to high school with him and he was like a super awesome, like athlete and mm -hmm. him and his crew. I don't know if they were bullies, like they stuck anyone's head in the toilet, but they were assholes for sure. Mm -hmm. And now it's like these guys grow up, they're members of the community and they're still bro -y, but they're like, I guess they've matured or whatever that is. I don't know if they look back and think, oh yeah, I was an asshole. Or if they were just like, that was just the experience. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what, I don't know when you go from being an asshole into a bully. You know what I mean? Like, what's the line there? Because like, I think there was a lot of like the jocks, like let's call them, you know, back when I went to high school who were like, you know would pick on people and make fun of people mm -hmm. and, you know, not be very sensitive. Uh, I, I think that's bullying. Right. But maybe they don't, they don't view themselves as bullies. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if the bully ever viewed themselves as a bully, which is one of the issues, right? Is is like, think about all the, the girls that were, you know, bullied around and, uh, and if they know that. Yeah. I do like know. grown up mean girls, are they like, oh yeah, I was a tyrant in grade nine or are, do they feel like, you know, they had a tough go and you know, the old saying hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. Uh, so That's like true. a lot of the bullies maybe had something going on at home, which made them manifest that or like pick on other kids or try to have a modicum of power and control at school in any way they could. I was bullied by girls in school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like they, uh, I was bullied by guys and girls. Like they didn't care. Mm. You'd think it's just where the girls pick on the girls and the guys pick on the guys. But, and then when I went to Mohawk college, she worked at the Mike subs that they had within there. And she was very nice to me. <laughs> oh yeah. So, was it because you were more in a position of power? Cause she had to serve you and you were like, you know, a bright young student. <laughs> well, it was a community college mm. and I was failing out. She had the power, uh, you know, at least she had a job, but yeah, she was very nice. And I think, you know, she just grew up, man. I, Cause I was thinking about this. I, I don't think I was a bully, but I would be so heartbroken if someone told me that I was their bully. I'd be interested to hear, 
Because here's the thing. It's like, Max, when you were like, was I a bully? Like that, here's the thing. Like I, my, in high school, I like, I kind of like got along with everybody. Like I was like, I had my nerd kids that I nerded out with because I really like Star Trek and all that shit. I also had like, you know, friends that like drank on the weekends that I would drink with. I was cool with the jocks, even though I didn't really play sports. I was cool with like, you know, the, the more sort of like brainiac kids, I was cool with all of them, but I guarantee you, there's probably somebody that was like, Oh, I remember being at a house party and Mike Veerman did like a run of jokes where I felt like mm. he made fun of me. And like, if you caught me in the right moment and I was emulating some stand up thing I'd seen or something, if I'd seen some Eddie Murphy stand up on a VH, mm. like I could see myself trying to be very funny in a moment like that before you're fully developed as like an empathetic, you know, being yeah. where it's like, Oh, I just scored like 10 jokes and you, mm-hmm. it starts as like a kind of funny thing. And then you get some laughs and then you just dig in because you're like, you're on one. And then mm. maybe he's like, uh, yeah, Mike Veerman's a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, so do you think you have any of those people, Max, that you maybe did that to? I, I don't think so. But also my memory is so bad too, right? So like, I, I don't remember really anything that I did. Because you're so, kind of a social media bully, I find. <laughs> uh, yeah, with you. Actually, I am a bit sassy on uh, TikTok though, because I have you know no patience uh, for... Uh, you know, for dumb questions on TikTok. Anyway, let's move along. Um, what uh, what else is going on, guys? So when you're on a plane and it lands, do you stand up yep. right away when that bell dings? Or do you sit down knowing that shit ain't happening for at least 10 to 15 minutes? Great question. Mm. No, I, 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 I'm seated for a while. I, I'm collecting yeah. my, my stuff. I'm putting stuff in my bags to make sure I'm checking the cubby to make sure I haven't left anything in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting up. Why? Well, because um, Alex's family, I feel like they were raised as plain standers. Mm. So for <laughs> for me, it was it was a little awkward on the way back sitting when everyone was standing and I didn't want to do it. And I felt so uncomfortable. Like there's certain things that just make me really uncomfortable and I can't bring myself to even go to that side of things. So I w- and then I, I looked it up afterwards like, what is the norm here? Because it seemed like 70% of the plane was standing, 30% was sitting. So I would think, oh, I'm in the wrong. There must be some logical reason people do it. And in looking it up, it was like the, the crews of the plane don't like when people do that. Mm. It doesn't actually get you out of the plane quicker. In fact, they did all these studies where only the first 30 people, which is basically the first two and a half rows, get out quicker doing that. You, you don't mm. save any time. It, bo- uh. it bothers the people. And it's just, to me, it's kind of annoying. But ultimately, who cares? But it was just something that was making me cringe a little bit. Are you going to bring it up with them? Are you going to send them some information, some links? No, I, I think the best way is to just, you know, John listens to the podcast and then it, <laughs> it will, he's my father-in-law and then it will filter through that way. And then I'll just never like acknowledge it directly. It'll always just be there. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, I wanted to know your style, especially you, Max, because you take so many planes. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't think I stand up quickly. The only time I might stand up quickly is if I happen to put my carry on like a few rows behind. So I want to grab yes, it. Yes, I do that. And I'm, pre- I'm preemptively trying to make things a little oh, easier. The second I'll jump out, run back three rows, get it and run back to my seat and sit down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, do you thank uh, the, the pilots and the stewardess? Every time. Yes, you have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It is a funny thing though, when, when there's people that you know in your life that are like the most socially competent people and, and sort of 
good mannered and gracious and are amazing, but are are shit at like one percent of the thing. And like, <laughs> how do you even bring that up? Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of any examples of that in my life. But uh, I know what you mean. We're like, we, there's a little thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to tell you. It's like uh, people that like, uh, like, let's say you're all at like a, a cottage and people are like making up like a group meal or something mm-hmm. and everybody's hungry, but everyone's waiting until the meal is done. Some people will go up and start eating like they'll grab a strip of bacon before it's done. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, we all want oh, bacon. John or- Poplis. Oh, he's the biggest <laughs> guy to do that. Not to be calling people out left, right and center, but John kind of likes being a character on the pod. That that kills me. Like, did you notice when we have like our table reads, the pizzas will just be placed on the table and he'll just be like, <laughs> in there with them. Yeah, he like knocks over other members of yeah. the team. Yeah. No, it's like uh, he's always yeah. starving. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there is like an etiquette to any of those things that are like a group thing, like like group food. Okay, mm-hmm. so like are we all gonna kind of line up or are you just like no, I'm hungry. I'm going to get mine. And it's like, I'll always just kind of like feel out the group. And I always am simultaneously. Like if somebody's really aggressive, like, like I'm offended and also envious. Cause I'm like, <laughs> that's how you get what you want. It's how you get what you want. You know? Yeah. I want to do that. Do you do, do I have any faux pas? Cause I, I'm known as a, you know, it's funny. I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I think I'm very, I'm known as a very easygoing person in a lot of ways. Like, ah, nothing matters. But also I'm very like opinionated and can be a little surly in like a Larry David kind of way. Like I have my ticks that I'm particular about. Any, anything that I do in social situations that I got to knock yeah. off. You're very this impatient. Is, uh, one yes, of your main impatient. things is you say we're waiting for the bill at a restaurant. You don't abide that shit. It. You'll fucking stand no. up and start walking around the restaurant looking for our server. It's the most insane, yeah. rude, weird thing that you do. It's like you stand up and you start looking at your phone and you start and your head, you're just looking, just doing circles in a restaurant trying to find someone to bring us a bill. And it's just, yeah, yeah that's one thing you do. No, that is very true. I do that. I appreciate that though. Cause I have no yeah, time I, for, I hate the two-step process of bill coming and then waiting the other 10 for the machine. So I always mm-hmm. try to say, just bring me the machine. And when I ask yeah. for the machine instead of the bill and they still decide to bring the bill, I'm doing the Max Kermit hunt for that waitress or any. I'll just go to anyone like, hey, I, I know you weren't serving me, but I need to pay right now. I'm with you yeah. on that one, Max. And I do think I'm with Mike, too, in the sense that it's rude and embarrassing. But if you need to get out there, <laughs> especially if you have I'm kids, doing it on behalf too. of the group, though, you yeah. know, not all, not all of us can be good guys. Yeah. You know, sometimes you know it's like to get things. And moving, you always you, know? you do that thing too, where it's like you're like I'm just like if, especially if we're in a big group, you're like I'm I'm getting this, and we're breaking it evenly. Mm-hmm. I don't care if someone had three beers. I don't care if somebody had none. It's like we're it's that's it. We're splitting it twelve ways, and that's that. And then everyone's just like, okay, cool. Like, I actually don't. Yeah. I prefer that way. Usually because I've I've had three beers, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. the guy that yeah, I'm the one who gets burned. I just had a salad on that last trip. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have anything to drink. You were so hungover and you just had a salad. But, yeah. Okay. And, and uh, another thing that has been bothering me, and it's very specific to my trip, is the word St. Martin. And just St. <laughs> Martin. Don't Saint Martin. say that because, okay, every time I mention that I'm going to St. Martin to another Canadian person, they'll, they won't like, be like, oh, you mean St. Martin? They'll just say, oh, you're going to St. Martin. And they'll, they'll just repeat it. And it got me thinking, I must be doing this wrong because every single person is either correcting me or finding an excuse to say it again in front of me in that weird way. And I asked the cab driver and they said, 
St. Martin. Just say St. Mm. Martin. It's the equivalent of getting back from a trip from Mexico and being like, well, I was just in Mexico or <laughs> I was just in Petty. Don't do or it. Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona. It's that equivalent. Barcelona. So everyone and a lot of people doing it. It's the standing on a plane of saying things is St. Martin. <laughs> For some reason, people won't say Mexico. They won't say Petty, but they'll say St. Martin every time. <laughs> So they need to stop. So this is a good PSA. And I know you you're like those offended PSAs. on behalf of the people of St. Martin. Well, no, I always something about it made me cringe every time. And mm. I thought I just don't like saying because you kind of pulled it on me a little bit, Mike, once. I and did. I was oh, like, yeah. and yeah. I was like, oh, I, I just I wasn't sure at that point. I was like, I'm not sure, but I just can't say it the way you're saying it. And then it kept <laughs> happening and happening and happening. And then I couldn't take it. And then my mother-in-law actually asked the cab driver on the way like leaving. And then I messaged e, our friend Ian Court, who lives there half the year. I was like, tell me what is the right thing to do? And he's like, yeah, St. Martin. And he he brought up the Petty thing also. <laughs> Petty. <laughs> Bali. Uh, all right, that's great. Let's wrap it up. Let's that's wrap awesome. it. You got it. You got a, what, a car waiting outside the door. Max, where are you flying? Where are we going to next? Uh, no, we, we got a gig today. Gig. Oh, that's what it was. A car to go to gig. Yeah. But how's the tour? Just quick, quick summary before we head uh, out. Tour is awesome. Uh, the American, the first part of the American leg is done. And uh, now we're kind of getting ready for the rally. So uh, there's a lot oh, of rally the talk. Rally. My, I, this is hmm. a big deal. I, my neighbor brought it up the other day. I, I was walking really? by and yeah, he's bringing his, his, uh, his, his daughter. He's like probably around our age. And he was just like very, very excited. I think we're, people are starting to realize that me and you hang out, which is like, uh, it's like <laughs> one of those things now where like I hear about the Arkells cause I know that mm. we're friends. So like your success ends up being something I have to comment on to random people in my life. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh no, it's it's fine. It's great. Yeah. yeah. How do we buy tickets, Max? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know, you know, I got you. Oh, okay. Thank you. But for everybody else who's listening, uh, we did add more uh, tickets to the show because uh, it's growing. So more GAs are available. Get them but now. Are, They're going. Yeah. They're going to be sold out. Exciting times. Max, enjoy that gig. Shaney, glad to have you back from St. Martin. Uh, and thank to you. everybody listening, thank you for listening. Sorry about the delays. Busy days. Uh, uh, and we do appreciate everything. And we're happy to be back. Guys, this has been a great hang. Maybe the best hang. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.